Warning! This show contains graphic language, adult situations, and wildly uninhibited fictional characters, and thus probably isn't suitable for children. This is Strange Fiction. Thank you all for tuning in for episode three of Strange Fiction. I'm your host, Kyle David Moore. Thanksgiving has come and gone, and uh, I hope you all enjoyed your holiday. <laughs> I don't know why that was such a hard pull for me, but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed your holiday. Uh, hopefully you got some great food. Um, Spent some time with people you love, or if you're, you know, an introvert, spend some time enjoying yourself. That sounded strange, but that's what we're going with. Uh, apologies for not having an episode last week, but I like to enjoy the holidays. That's how this show works. <clears throat> with that said, Black Friday is over, and now we are in. The Christmas season, officially. Lights go up, merchandise comes out on the shelves. Technically, that's probably been done for three or four months now already, but you know, um, you start hearing Christmas music, it's good times. And we got some Christmas themed quickie fix later in the episode. Uh, I thought to do that after I had already decided on the headlining story for the day, um, but I did get some Christmas-themed quickie fix, so look forward to that after the break. That sounded like I was going to take a break right now, but really, we're going to roll right on through. Uh, we have our first story of the day here, coming from the universe of The Simpsons, everyone's favorite yellow family. Uh, <clears throat> this is called, And God Was Absent. By Odira. This is a very sensual story. I hope you enjoy. God, I'm weird. Ned gazed into Marge's eyes. They were majestic. He hadn't been with another woman since Sarah. After all, didn't every human have needs? He was no exception. The downside, and this was something that was quickly slipping from his mind, was that said person that he wanted badly was married. To add, she was a married mother of three. How could God ever forgive him for such indiscretions? But his self-restraint was draining away faster than you could say stop. And if what he saw within those blue pools was any indication, she wanted from him just as badly. If only he wasn't a god. What? Then every thought escaped him. He felt soft, moist lips upon his own. This was grand. This was 4th of July times 100. 
just as quickly as her lips fell upon his own, the kiss was over. It couldn't be over, not just yet. He'd drunk from the devil's chalice and was left unsatisfied. Sweet nectar droplets lingered in his palate. Thus the crave still remained. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. Marge was embarrassed, but what was done was done, or so she thought. Don't, was all Ned could say. Bravely, he leaned in to kiss her. In that kiss, he poured all his pent-up sexual frustration. He could feel the heat between their bodies. It was rising, and he could do nothing to quench the flame. It was too late. He took her hand, placed it to his heart, and whispered into her ear. Do you feel that, neighborino? <laughs> Sorry, I added the neighborinos. <laughs> I'm, I apologize for that. It's so strong. Her hand trembled. It's all for you. Make me feel loved again, Marge. Let me hold you if only for tonight. He stood and she followed. Hand in hand they made their way upstairs. It was all surreal. So wrong. So very wrong. She had been fantasizing about him longer than she cared to admit. And he had been coveting her. How could he not? She was beautiful, patient, loving, strong but also neglected and walked on. He needed to correct that. He needed to show her she was beautiful beyond words. If that was wrong, then he be damned. He was going to love her, show her the true meaning of devotion and care. Besides, his fat, rude bully of a neighbor didn't deserve her. How they thought, how they got together to begin with was incomprehensible. Swallowing the last bit of uncertainty... Ned reached the last step and led Marge into... Swallowing the last bit of uncertainty, Ned reached the last step and led Marge into her room. God be cursed. God be forgot. God should turn around because he didn't want to stop. Ned? Her voice low, as if she couldn't understand how they got there. Yes? I'm scared. So am I. Do you want me? Do you want this? We can stop if you say no. I do. Then this is for you. Wrapping his hand... His hand? <laughs> wrapping his steamed hands... Wrapping his arms around her, he brought her close and kissed her. You feel right in my arms. I feel safe. You are. I would never hurt you, Marge. I'd care for you, and treat you like the queen you are. Is this right? She averted her gaze, keeping her eyes down at the floor. Is it wrong to want you? She knew he'd have the answer. It seemed he always did. Why wouldn't he this time? I'd be lying if I said I don't know. It is, but I don't care. He cupped her chin and lifted her gaze to meet his own. Do you know how hard it is to watch you day in and day out? Ned? She attempted to ch chastise him for his feelings, but found she couldn't. She'd be a hypocrite. And that she wasn't. We can stop right here, right now. But please listen. I need you too. So she did. After Maud died... You were there to comfort me. You didn't have to, but you were. 
The only friend, it seems, I truly have. If it wasn't for you, Homer would have never spoken to me during her funeral. So in a way, it was really you who made me feel better, if only a little bit. Now that I see you're the voice behind him, encouraging him to be kind towards me, it might be selfish of me to say this, but I want some of those kind words that marred strength for myself. I guess what I'm saying is I love you. Yes, I know it's wrong coveting my neighbor's wife, but I don't give a god diddly damn. I love you, Marge. Want to know a secret? He swallowed his pride and nodded. Here it came, the rejection. In a deep, dark level, I've always wanted us to happen. I don't know, I can't do the Marge voice, sorry. In a deep, dark level, I've always wanted us to happen. She admitted in a hushed tone. It was hardly audible, but Ned still heard. His heart soared. His heart raced with anticipation, with the need to claim her body as his own. In an attempt to dispel any remaining fear, she drew herself against Ned, hugging him to her. She drank him in as much as her small hands allowed. He was lean and firm against her. He was like a fortress keeping every horror at bay. She felt safe. She believed him when he said he wouldn't hurt her. He was so gentle and compassionate, he knew of no other way. Marge, he said. They stayed in mutual embrace for what felt like ages. Ned knew he couldn't hold back. Someone had to take the initiative. His hand snaked up to caress her side, inches away from her zipper, in silent permission to undress her. It's okay, she said, guiding his hand to her zipper. You can take it off. Each click of the zipper's tongue was excruciating bliss. Reaching the last hook, the dress hit the floor on its own accord, and he stepped away. His mouth immediately fell open upon seeing her naked. She was perfection. Long legs, bountiful breasts, delicate curves, and a lean tummy. Taking off his own shirt, he walked back to her so they could explore one another, probing and tracing every valley, contour, and dip of each other's form. They stared in wonder. Her at how well kept he was, and he at how beautiful she was. Beneath their clothing lay paradise. As her hand traced his lower ab, he looked into her eyes. All lay there. It was eerie how someone could be so entranced by another. He felt an electrified shiver run down his spine, and he shivered with the intensity. Cupping her chin, he made her stare up at him, to kiss her, then backed up then backed her up till her legs hit the bed and laid her down gently. From where he stood, he can examine her more in depth. His eyes, his eyes eventually landed on her hip. There was something beneath her underwear. He could tell. A small scar was poking out. Intrigued, he slowly reached down to tug at one end of her underwear until his other hand joined in freeing her of her last garment. He stood between her parted legs and stared down at her. She began to unzip him while he traced the scar with his finger. It could be no more than two centimeters long and very narrow. How did you get this? He asked as he continued to run his finger over her. She squirmed and batted his hand away. Stop, I'm ticklish. Really? That can be fun, he smiled. It wasn't soon before he, he too was naked. She laid back again, 
and beckoned him with a simple stare. He had no other option than to comply. If there was one, if there was one, it didn't come to mind. He lowered himself to lay on top of her. Her body was so compliant and soft, he felt himself grow more than before. The anticipation in the air was thick, reminding Ned of stormy nights as a kid when he used to count lightning strikes. The sound was thrilling when they struck, so loud and so powerful. Nothing got in its way. He slid his hand up to cup her breast. They weighed heavy in his hands. He'd forgotten how good this felt. Just holding her in his hands, weighing her. He... <laughs> he wanted to remember more. Licking his lips, he latched onto her breast. Yep, this also felt right. Okay. Not only for himself, but for Marge, too. She gasped out loud, compelling him to begin sucking, lapping, and licking. He was rewarded. A moan escaped Marge's mouth. Her hands mussed his hair and her back arched, pushing her breast to fill his mouth. He couldn't stop. He wanted to savor every inch of her. Shimming down, he splayed his fingers, covering her warm flesh, running his hand down, around, and up her compliant body. You so beautiful. <laughs> he repeated again and again between kisses. Ned, I'm ready. Drawing him up for to face her, she confessed, I want you. And thank God, Ned thought, because I can't hold back anymore. Staring into her eyes, he kissed her once more, guided himself, and sheathed himself in her in one swift motion. Both let out soft, long gasps at the sudden intrusion. She wasn't quite prepared for Ned's offer. He was long and thick, while Homer wasn't. Her back arched, her arms wrapped around his back, and she bit into one of his pecks, suppressing a barrage of curses. A hiss escaped from Ned's lips. Still, he held her close, easing her to him, allowing her to grow accustomed to his size before proceeding. Shh, it's okay, he softly spoke to her. Whenever you're ready, honey, whenever you're ready. Seconds later, she nodded her head, and he began rocking against her, slowly and languidly, their hips meeting in mutual agreement. Then his movements became faster and passionate. All along, she moaned and called out his name, grinding herself to him. Sweat glistened on his back. Her fingers were slick with his exertion, and she was driven ever closer to the edge. But Ned wouldn't allow her. He slowed when he felt her clinch and quickened his pace when he couldn't hold back his desire. It was intense. Everything they could imagine they did. Her on him, her on her stomach, and even standing. He was that strong. Oh, brother. He lifted her against the wall, and she wrapped her legs around his waist. What followed was a great orgasm. They hit their climax, one followed shortly by the other. Panting, he continued driving into her, spilling himself till she drank in all that he offered. They stayed, glued to each other. Their bodies blissfully pressed together. Their sweat intermingled, their limbs trembling with the sheer joy of finally living out their fantasies. It took great effort to pull apart. They wanted to remain in the moment, but knew they couldn't. That was wonderful, Ned said, picking up his discarded clothing. It was magical. She blushed, then turned serious. I suppose this can't happen again. 
No, wish we could, but it ends here. No one could ever know. I love you, Marge, but I won't be one to destroy a family. Ned, look at us, she pointed out. Look at you. He ran his hands down his body, not fully understanding her meaning. I thought you liked this, he said, indicating his build. It's not your body. Okay, yes it is. Look down at yourself. He did. What he saw shocked him. God diddly, God diddly, frickety frackety, damn it, he cursed in anger. We were carried away, Ned. There's nothing else to say. But me without protection, it's just... I'm sorry, Marge. Well, wait, if anything does happen, I'll... I don't know. I'm scared, Ned. Tears began spilling. We shouldn't have done this. No, hear me, Marge. I don't regret what happened. I hope you don't, do you? He drew her in for a hug. But, but, but what if I... We... We get pregnant, then I'll be there. We'll figure it out when the time comes. But let's not dwell on it. I'll take care of everything, okay? He said, running his hands down her back in loving strokes. I'll make sure you're both okay if it comes down to it. What about Homie? He'll be crushed. We won't tell him. It'll stay between us if that's what you want. No, I can't do that. How about you? Don't you want to know your child? Of course, Marge. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. We'll figure it out if the time comes to that, okay? Okay. Okay, I love you. He let her go and dressed, leaving Marge to ponder their future. The end. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I went into, like, a super country voice for Ned. And just... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> old old lady for Marge. Uh, in any event, that was certainly interesting. Um, if nothing else. <laughs> um, Alright, I need a second. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment here uh, with some quickie fix. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, again, like in previous weeks, we're saying this is where ads would normally happen, but... Uh, Maybe that's not in the cards for us. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll play it by ear. Anyways. How about that headlining story? Oh, spicy. That yellow family, eh? They're always getting in trouble. Um, I want to give a shout-out to R.E.M., the greatest band in the world, for our theme song, Strange, off of the album Document. Uh, I have a pre-recorded version of that same thing that I just said that will probably happen at the end of the episode. Uh, I just like to be very thorough with my credit with my credits on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions for how to improve the show, uh, any new segment ideas or anything, um, or if you have stories you want to submit to me for the show. 
Uh, send those to mail at strangefic.com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at strangefic. I am looking to make this a very uh, listener-driven show. Um, I know so far it's been very one-sided, me doing uh, everything here. But I want to get you guys involved somehow, so let me know how to do that at mail at strangefic.com. Let's get back to it. All right. Time for Quickie Fix, I suppose. For those that don't know, uh, Quickie Fix is a segment that I'm trying out where I do stories that are under a thousand words, just to get some rapid fire, you know? Um, it's quick fiction, right? It's good. It's smart. Give me credit for that, please. Anyways, we got some Christmas stories for Quickie Fix this week. Uh, this is a Style Bros Christmas, a WWE-themed Christmas fan fiction. That's a mouthful and a half. Um, let's get into it. It was their first Christmas together. They may not be at home, but as long as they were together, they didn't mind. This year they were in New York City. AJ waited in his hotel room for his boyfriend, Dean Ambrose. Dean made plans for the two. They spent their morning working out, they went ice skating in the afternoon, only two things left to do. AJ heard a knock at the door. He knew who it was by the way Dean knocked. He had a pattern when he knocks on the door. Hey baby, you ready? Dean smiled down at him. Yeah, let me get my coat. AJ went over to the bed and grabbed his black coat. Where are we going? Rockefeller Center. Dean always dreamed about going there. When he was a kid, he would hear people talk about a big tree in NYC. Others will tell stories about how they would go there with loved ones, make a wish, and share a kiss. Dean wanted to do that with the person he loved, and now he can. After two train rides, Dean and AJ arrived at Rockefeller Center. AJ clung to Dean through the walk. They passed by a Nintendo world, which AJ felt his inner child squeal. Dean stopped walking, which made AJ confused. Dean? Here we are. Dean pulled AJ close. AJ looked at the big Christmas tree in front of him. So bright. Beautifully decorated. AJ loved it. I've heard stories about this place and how people's wishes come true after they come here. Oh? So I'm guessing you have a wish to make? Dean nodded and pulled AJ close to him. The brunette looked up and leaned in for a kiss. Their lips connected. They made a wish as they kissed. They didn't want to pull away. AJ moved his hands up to cup Dean's face. The kiss deepened. Then they pulled away for air. So what did you wish for? I'll tell you mine's if you tell me yours. Okay. I wish to stay with you for long. Dean's heart melted at his boyfriend's words. Hearing AJ feel the same way for him was all Dean wanted to hear. I wish for the same thing, and a safe relationship for the two of us. What if I don't want it to be safe? AJ gave him a teasing look. That leads us straight to our second plan of the night. Order food, watch a movie, get in the mood if you know what I mean. He kissed AJ's cheek. Well, what are we doing here? Come on, Ambrose, let's head back to our hotel. AJ wrapped his arms around Dean's neck. The dirty blonde groaned into the kiss. He shifted his weight on the older male. Their cocks rubbed against each other, causing AJ to moan in Dean's mouth. 
God, baby, I want you so bad right now. AJ, breathe out. Let me fuck you, baby. Mm, please, Dean went over to the nightstand, taking a small bottle of lube out from the top drawer. He passed it to AJ, who squirted a decent amount on his hand. Dean turned around so his ass was facing his lover. The southerner pushed a finger in the dirty blonde's hole, not wasting any time to push his fingers in and out of him. How is your hole still tight after I've fucked you so many times? AJ said, pushing another finger in. Dean moaned loudly at the intrusion. Yeah, feels good, baby, huh? Mm-hmm. Dean moved his hips to match AJ's pace. He wanted more. Fuck, it feels so good, he moaned out. You'll be feeling a lot better soon. AJ pulled his fingers out and squirted more lube onto his dick. Wanna ride me? Buckle up, cowboy, he heard Dean say. The dirty blonde turned around so he was facing AJ. He hovered over the older male's cock, then sank down on it. His mouth made an O shape. AJ pulled his boyfriend in for a hungry kiss. When AJ bottomed out inside Dean, he tapped his hip, signaling, signaling him to move. The room was filled with moaning and grunting. This was what they both wanted, to spend Christmas together. AJ wrapped his hand around Dean's leaking member, stroking it to the pace of his thrust. They were both close. AJ, gonna come. I'm right with you, baby. Dean kept bouncing on his lover's cock, and AJ kept stroking his. Dean was the first to come. His load coated his and AJ's stomach. The southerner's hips stuttered. Dean felt his hole getting full with AJ's warm seed. AJ pulled out of him and laid next to his dirty blonde. Merry Christmas, Dean. Merry Christmas, Alan. I love you. I love you, too. AJ kisses him. Come on, let's get cleaned up, he said, carrying Dean in his arms. The end. Well, that's true love. I know I laughed a couple times in there, but that was mostly just because of how casual they were. <laughs> but, you know, in honesty, that is love. So, A-plus a effort and A-plus style points for Lady Roaring for writing that. Our next quickie fic is something that uh, maybe I should hold off on, but I feel like I might end up doing a, a few of these before the season is over. <laughs> this is Twas the Night Before Christmas, A Zombie Eve by Mrs. Spear. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the town no human left living, no earthly sound, undead were a-roaming, feasting at night, on the idiots who said, I'll be all right. Ghosties and ghoulies, zombies, undeads, were feasting on brains, fresh from their heads. The heroes are dead, munched to the ground. There's plenty of intestines and guts to go round. When up from the window there rose such a splatter, as zombies fought over the unhealthy and fatter, running lunches who couldn't escape just as quick, as those healthy bastards with gym memberships. A little old granny, all wizened and cute, came out of the night dressed in a red suit. A tottering buffet, to all zombies' delight. Easy pickings for all that lived in the night. Now ghosty and ghouly, now zombie dead guy, you've all been quite naughty, and now you will fry. With a tilt of head they didn't comprehend, this Kung Fu senior granny was marking their end. She spoke not a word, but went straight to work. She filled all the trash cans with undead, the jerks. 
laying a finger aside of her nose, and giving a nod she continued her throes. With a whoop and a holler she cleared out the deck, undead are dispatched, removed from the set. She was heard to exclaim as she walked out of sight, I hate fucking zombies! They ruin the night! Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize how uh, impassioned I was going to get with that. Um, but, you know, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I like those things. I might do a lot more of those, uh, those prose sort of things like that. I think that's more in my wheelhouse, possibly. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, with that, Merry Christmas to all. I realize we're still a whole month away. But, you know, I'm going to probably say it every week just because I don't know what else to say. I don't. I'm not... I'm not good at this. <laughs> Alright. With that, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Again, if you have suggestions, stories to submit, anything, mail at strangefic.com. Follow us on Twitter, at strangefic. Follow us on Facebook if you don't already. Um, let your friends know. Let your family know. Maybe not your family. Depends. Depends on depends on who they are, I guess. Yeah. Love y'all. And shout out once again to the greatest band of all time, R.E.M., for our theme song, Strange, off the album Document. Good night. Bye.